Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Billy Blinks, joined as always by my co-host, Brian. Hello. And Waleed. Hey, guys, what's up? Uh, we are here to talk mainly Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Obviously, the biggest release of the past week, probably the biggest release of the year, debatable with the Batman, as far as pop culture significance and as far as viewership and overall people caring about the property what's really interesting is before we get into a our thoughts and our debates over whether and i haven't talked to brian or wally about this so i have no idea where they stand um if you're looking for some more in-depth theories reviews stuff like that like i will always say check out pop culture leftovers brian and jake had an awesome group this week um including our buddy quentin um i've appeared on his podcast a few times but uh they go way above and beyond what anyone um, would expect of a show. And I'd say I always love to give Brian and Jake their props. They really do their research. And if you want to know any of the dissections of theories of things that were listed beforehand, as far as spoilers that may or may not have occurred, uh, you know, the overall why some of the comic book runs sentiments and some of the, influences and certain runs and everything like that that is really where you're going to get that type of analysis so definitely check them out over at pop culture leftovers anyone who knows us knows that we're going to give a little bit more of our just general sentiments thoughts uh, just even kind of things that maybe bother us that wouldn't bother some other people and i'm really interested to hear brian and wally's take on it and then i'm going to get into mine just to set the table, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is the sequel to Doctor Strange. You have Benedict Cumberbatch in the titular role. Also, Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Maximoff slash the Scarlet Witch. They, uh, they are the main, main kind of cruxes of this. Also, um, the America Chavez character. Basically, the idea is that the multiverse is now a present thing here in the Marvel Universe. If you've been paying attention to all the shows and movies, especially Loki, the multiversal war, the kind of Kang the Conqueror, all that kind of stuff that kind of occurred, especially in the finale of Loki, we started to be introduced to. If you watch the what if, they kind of started to dive into the multiverse stuff as well. And it's also something that we are familiar with in comic book properties. Uh, most notably, I think for in the last few years has been the Into the Spider-Verse with the Spider-Man animated stuff. And we're going to have that series continue so before we dive into any details, dive into specific aspects of the film, I want to get my co-host's thoughts on it. So, Brian, let's start with you. What were your overall thoughts on Doctor Strange and in the Multiverse of Madness? I know this was your return to the theaters. It was. And before I give you my return, how long were your opening credits? Mm. Like your commercials. Oh, you mean the previews? Oh, so yeah, you're laughing about this. So I, I've kind of mastered this. You know, I've been going to movies like pretty consistently even since COVID. And I know that it's like 22 to 25 minutes. So yeah. I had a five o'clock showing. Um, while you don't understand this a little bit better, but my neighborhood, Whitman Square, is literally only like less than eight minutes from either of the movie theaters in our town. So yeah. I literally don't even leave my house until like 5.15 for a five o'clock movie. And I still can go in, go to the bathroom, get popcorn, sit down and still catch Nicole Kidman telling me how wonderful movies are. Yeah, I so I had a 9.45 on Friday and I went I got there maybe five minutes before moving didn't start till 10.09. So, I mean, it was I peed twice during the trailers just because I was like trying to do my best to like not go to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom three times during the movie. To just get the gauge of it. Um, but I enjoyed the movie. I didn't think it was amazing. Like, I definitely probably went in with high hopes. Sorry about the baby crying, if anyone can hear it. Um, it was, I really didn't like the America character. America I thought it just like, yeah, I just thought it was, I don't know. I, and I just, because there was some cool stuff. And I think, like, they tease a lot of cool things. I don't want to talk like too deep until we hear from Molly, but like they tease a lot of cool things and then they ended it so quickly. Okay. So you kind of felt like maybe there should have been more multiverse in the multiverse of madness. That and the characters they introduced, getting rid of them as quickly as they were introduced, I think it was a disservice. And we were definitely going to talk Illuminati, but okay. So you were good, not great is fair. Yeah. It's not that like I didn't enjoy it. I just, 
I really like Doctor Strange's character, and I felt like it's not that he wasn't on screen, but we had a lot of Scarlet Witch in like America. I just didn't care about her story at all. Okay, I mean that's fair. I mean, you, we didn't spend a lot of time with her background at all, and we'll yeah. we'll dig dig more into it. But uh, I do want to get general thoughts. So, Wally, let me set the table here. How do you feel? Yeah, for me, honestly, I, I thought it was a good movie. It wasn't great. Definitely wasn't my favorite. Like recently, the biggest Marvel release was um, Spider Man, um, and uh, honestly, I, I enjoyed that movie a lot more um, with the way that they introduced the spider the the multiverse in that movie. I kind of liked how they, you know merged it together with the mcu a lot better with dr strange i feel like they it was like a total mind fuck the entire time of like what is actually going on like america chavez i was kind of i'm kind of in agreement with brian on that i was like who is she and what makes her so special like why her you know like the right. entire movie you know i was like it just didn't feel realistic with her i was like she's the only person in the entire universe that can travel between the multiverse and she doesn't know how to use her powers to like the very end the, the movie had some powerful moments like i thought um elizabeth olsen probably had the strongest acting performance of everyone um she had moments in that movie that stole the show for me um really creepy especially that scene where she was chasing them in the underground and she had blood on her face and i'm like yeah she looks real creepy here um so it had some powerful moments in the movie but then it had some moments where i'm just like it could i wanted a little bit more didn't like how they introduced the other world avengers with uh charles xavier and they all died within 15 minutes yeah and i'm like you know so that kind of stuff i'm just like you know there was some really strong highs but then like it went to really low lows really quickly in certain points too so um that's how i felt about it but i mean and also the probably the worst post-credit scenes of any mcu movie that i've seen recently i was like that's not exciting at all usually they're pretty you know they leave you with something that wants you wanting more that leaves you wanting more but this one right. like, you know, okay you know what uh i'm ready for thor i don't even know what they're gonna do with that but i was like i'm ready for thor i don't even know how this connects to it but i'm ready for it <laughs> Clea is a bit of a deep dive character. Obviously, in Charlize Theron, you're getting a little bit of the star power, I think. And I'm going to dive into that more detail. But like, I think the shock factor of that would have meant more 10 years ago in the MCU. But we've seen a lot of famous people pop up. And you know, we had Harry Styles pop up in the Eternals post-credit scene. That made me pop more than the Charlize Theron pop, even though regardless of what you think of the Eternals movie. Okay, so... From what I'm hearing from you guys is actually a sentiment. And this is really besides, like I said, I, you know, we, I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to compare into a ton of the comic book runs and things like that. Um, Paul was going to come on, but Paul got sleepy. So Paul would have been able to dive a little bit more. <laughs> I'm just teasing. But um, so what you what's interesting is you guys are basically like a microcosm of a lot of the discourse that I'm seeing out there. So I'll dive into that. Let me start with my thoughts. I'm definitely higher on the film than both of you guys are. Um, and it's maybe for some reasons you wouldn't think um, it's sort of almost for the type of things you guys are bringing up. I really love the restraint that they showed in this. Now, the title of in the multiverse of madness, if you were paying attention to anything before the film, any of the type of leaks or the rumors, they were talking about things from Tom Cruise, Iron Man to Deadpool right. to every Spider-Man character to introducing the X-Men to dippity doppity do. And I'm just really glad they didn't do that because in the end, this is something that I've you've heard me here on this podcast, on other podcasts say in the past is I just sometimes think that Marvel in the MCU, especially everything is at service for the next film. It's never just to be able to focus on the story of that character and what that is. And for what it was, this was a Doctor Strange movie. The movie, I mean, you know, listen, you guys are right. Scarlet Witch and Elizabeth Olsen's character was a, a major crux of it, but she was the villain. And I think that's what is good. She was the yin to the yang in this in this in this film. And I, I, for those who think that uh, have some issues with Wanda's portrayal in the film and saying that it, it totally undoes everything that occurred in WandaVision, I disagree. Uh, I think that obviously Wanda did come to some sort of self-realization that she did these things because of her loss of vision and such. And but you saw the post credit scene. She has the little poison darkhold book. And that's, you know, you, you may think you deal with your grief, but you can't just resolve your grief overnight. And even though overnight for her was enslaving a town of people in, in North Jersey, I, I don't think it's a uh, I don't think this was unearned. I, I, I think that this was that. 
it's basically like she was addicted. She was addicted to that dark magic. She was addicted then to the idea of the family. I think the one criticism I would have was where was vision? Wasn't the whole point of WandaVision? She was upset about vision and nothing to do with her being upset about the goddamn kids. But w- w- nothing about vision in this whole movie. Like she didn't name drop him once. She kind of said like, oh, I had to watch my my love of my life get murdered. But like she never brought him up again. That that if if you want to get a little bit. If if I if you were to ask me, I, I don't think Sam Raimi watched WandaVision. I don't Definitely think <laughs> I don't think he has any idea about anything else going on there. And again, that's that's a to me. It's funny that it usually be a criticism for me, but I'm, I'm I like the idea that he kind of wasn't beholden to every single plot beat and doesn't. I'm sure he's never heard Agatha all along. You know what I mean? Like it's it's and that's all good and I love that stuff. But anyway, I want to continue, but. I thought this was a movie about Stephen Strange. I thought we got to learn more about the character. He goes into the the loss of his sister, and that's the idea of him always having to hold the scalpel. And I thought Rachel McAdams' character, um, I thought she got a lot more play than she was going to. I did not expect her to be in the film this much, and and I'm happy about that. It was great. And and obviously seeing her Earth, what was it, uh, 818 or 868? I think it's 868 that they, they landed in. And you know, to see that, like he, that is a constant for him that he always will love her, and that there is more than just hubris and wanting to learn you know, the next spell for this this character. I, I think Benedict Cumberbatch did a, a great job. I, I really enjoyed it, and I liked that it didn't overindulge. We saw a few Earths, and it was enough to show us that yeah, this does exist, and this is going to be a, something going forward. But like this, you don't you don't have to even watch this movie. You know what I mean? You could watch Thor and you didn't have to watch this. And that's cool. And that's not anything against this. It, I just like that. There's I, I see a lot of people complain, like, where is this going? I'm like, I like that Marvel right now. I don't feel like they're racing to the next event. It, it is nice a little bit that the, it's a little bit different. And um, so overall, I mean, I want to get into a lot of the details and some of the criticism that you guys are talking about. And we'll get into the Illuminati and stuff. But um, that's kind of where I stand. I, I'm, I'm more on the the positive end of it because of the restraint they showed. And I mean, the, 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 the zombie fuck when he fucking, it was had a zombie cape and he was possessing the dead version. That was pretty sick. I mean, come on. That was pretty wild. That That was pretty cool. That was pretty wild. I was kind of like, Whoa, what is happening right now? I I will admit, I will tell you this though. Cause like growing up, I was never like, I never read the comics for like the MCU or anything like that. Um, you know, growing up. So, I mean, but I do notice like a lot of people that I know um, who did read the comics and were big fans of the comics, they did say like prior to this releasing that this is the movie that they're most excited for. Um, A lot of them were telling me that. And I was like, damn, I really want to see where this goes. And I didn't, I mean, I do kind of see what you're talking about now. Like there definitely was a lot of restraint with it. Um, They didn't introduce too much, but um, I guess like the direction of it and where it's about to go. I am curious to see, I am still curious to see where it goes. Um, but yeah, it did, I did just want a little bit more at times, but, it, but that's totally fine. I mean, I, I, like I said, I like a lot of the characters. I, there's a lot of strong moments, a lot of powerful moments in the movie. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, I'm definitely willing to give, you know, see where it goes and give it a chance. So. Yeah. Like I agree that the iterations of Dr. Strange they had were really cool. I just wish there was maybe a few more. Like it would have been really cool to see like the classic look of like him when you know where he's like the yellow gloves. Like that would have been cool if that was one of the like Doctor Strange's that we saw. Or maybe he had help from like multi. I know he talked to the the corrupt one um, that he gets like the third eye, which is just weird. Yeah, Did you feel like I know that Sam Raimi made him. We had a Bruce Campbell cameo, but did it feel like it was very like Evil Dead at times? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I didn't really love the Campbell cameo. The hitting himself no. is the Evil Dead thing, and I know there's just people that are gonna pop for it. I I thought it was I I really thought they were gonna put him in some kind of like Marvel character, but really yeah. cool and obscure. And like I think he said that's not that that is it was almost like a fuck you to be the, the that's the ending ending scene. That's the last post credit scene for people. Right. And now this is a hack. Like I had I already knew the Clea post credit scene was coming. So I'm sitting there and I Googled the second one while I was sitting there in my seat and pulled it up on YouTube and saw what it was and just got up and was like, guys, you got like nine more minutes of this. I, I just for such a cool multi. I mean, there was rumors of and this is OK. So this is what I kind of want to bring up. It's one of the main points. A lot of people that are upset about this movie are people that 
read all the spoilers and read every single leak. And and but like and I don't. But but when they do that, they don't actually do the research and look at the sources, you know, like there's plenty of our friends and like podcasting friends and our friends, you know, Brian, Jake, a lot of these guys like Joe, all of them will fall into the spoilers and, and the leaks. And I'm all about that, too. But like also they know and look at who's reporting it. And there's there is actual levels of like what you're going to like talk about and how seriously you're going to take things. But. These people thought you were going to see Thanos again. Well, you kind of you did see Thanos, but you know they thought you were going to have a Thanos talk, Deadpool, Tom Cruise. You really think Tom Cruise was coming for a, a quick cameo in this movie, dude? You got to you got to yeah. get him for like an Avengers, but you're paying Tom Cruise, dude. Like it, people are saying, oh, they they cut the Tom Cruise scene. Do you think they would cut a Tom Cruise scene? You think Tom Cruise would let a Tom Cruise scene be like Tom Cruise won't let him let them finish the goddamn Mission Impossible until he let them sign exactly what he wanted. They has to basically be able to blow himself up before they would let them finish the damn movies. You think Tom right. Cruise is going to let his goddamn scene get cut? I agree. I agree. It's it, it, that's the thing about these movies. And it's funny is like once you watch it and you see like what it was, it's funny. The like the downward spiral that people went. Like the zombie, like Marvel zombies with uh, um, the dead Doctor Strange. And like, it's funny thinking about it back. Hugh Jackman. People were saying Hugh Jackman. Ryan yeah. Reynolds is like other Ryan Reynolds, like and Wolverine, yeah. Deadpool. Yeah, I'm like, Blade. Oh, people. They, oh my they God. thought Blade was in it, but it's just Baron Mordo or just walking to his chair. Like, okay. Okay. Cool. All right. So let's talk about the Illuminati. <laughs> The good, the bad, the Illuminati. I liked it. I, I like the characters they picked. Like All right, Black so yeah, let's run cool. down. So we had, um, uh, obviously, we had Professor Xavier, which is really cool. I think that was his Uncanny X Men. Uh, he's chair. looking really old. Yeah, he's cool. Well, he is old, but he's still. I know, but, still yeah, he still does Picard when, though. He still does Picard, know, and he does well. When he was walking through that door, and he was like, you just see him in a shirt. He like his jet, like his yeah, yeah, shoulders yeah, yeah. and the belt around him. Like that belt was tighter than his like was to his waist. He just looks old, and it's fine. But I love Professor Xavier. I thought like he was going to actually stop that fight. Well, there is concept art that was out that there was supposed to be like a much bigger fight. And again, that's the thing is like people get upset about what they thought they were getting. But it's it's not you don't get to just you got you got to take all of that with a grain of salt. But you can't. How can you be that upset? You know what I mean? It's it was cool. I mean, again, so we had. First of all, we had Reed Richards, so we had John. That's a Cusins. fan cast. That's been like a fan cast projection for a long time. Yeah, so I mean, there's no confirmation that he is definitely going to play the main MCU storyline. Uh, yeah, Reed Richards. Reed Richards. I think it's gonna. I I don't. See yeah, how I it thought he happen. looked good. Like I and he I, Reed Richards is kind of a boring character when you think yeah. about it. Like yeah, yeah. stretching is a lame power. He's he's really there for the intelligence. Yeah, and well, I thought he was cool. Like, yeah, me too. I mean, again, that's what his character is. He's serious. He's self-doubting. He's very yeah. kind of like you know, rigid. It's funny to say that because of you know him being like yeah, loosey goosey like, with his powers, yeah. but that's how he was. The teleporting part was cool. I liked his teleporter. That's that, that kind of plays into the whole Kang thing, and that yeah. possibly the people are talking about possibly um, there being a connection, you know, with Tony Stark stuff and. Yeah, Reed Richards. Now, I'm, right. you know, and also uh, John Watts, who was supposed to direct Fantastic Four, has amicably parted ways with this project. And so a lot of people are connecting the dots that Krasinski is in negotiations to not only star, but to direct. And we know he is an awesome director. You know, if you've seen A Quiet Place and A Quiet Place Part Two, uh, he pulled double duty in the first one and directed the second one. So, I mean, I don't really think. What is what is the baby think about Doctor Strange? The baby has been trying to poop for a whole day, so she's a little upset. So I'm gonna hold her. But um, I just I, I agree with you, Bill. I think that the Fantastic Four, if done correctly, can be like a nice storyline that they yeah. can add to the MCU as like the is it Phase Four? Are we in Phase Four now? I think we're in four or five. Yeah, forty seven. Good because like. They have a lot of like similar stuff to Tony Stark, where you're gonna be going through like dimension, like his teleporter, like dimension hopping, things like that. And it just can introduce a ton of characters and like children of like fantastic. They have all these kids and stuff like that. But well, I mean, we know that's all coming and stuff too. But 
I do like that Wanda was just a villain, too. I mean, she's an amazing actor, first of all. I mean, Elizabeth Olsen killed it. There is the idea, and you always have to think about these movies, like, why didn't they just let her have one of the universes? Just let her have one. Just give her one of the really crappy ones, like what one where those two kids are pricks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right, Brian, like ones where, like, the kids aren't pooping. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. where, they, like where Billy and Tommy never poop. And that's the one that they want. You can have that one. Yeah, they're like, you hurt my mommy. And it's just like, I, I get the plot point because I thought Wanda was really cool in the movie. Like, I think they did it really well. But just near the end, I was just like, it's getting a little old. Like, it would be cool if she actually killed that Wanda or something where it had, like, some dire consequences. But mm-hmm. just to be like... I'm their mother. I'm. I'll take care of them. I was just like, okay. I was looking for a Martha name drop. Martha. <laughs> um, also, so obviously we had Baron Mordo. He was as the source of Supreme in that universe. He was cool. Uh, Haley Atwell came back as Captain Carter. She was cool. I, did you think the Captain America line was corny or cool? 100% corny. 100% corny. Waleed. Yeah, I'm in agreement there, honestly. <laughs> save it for when he comes back in, like, the Secret Wars movie or whenever he eventually inevitably comes back. You know yeah, what I mean? What a, and what a freezing cold take. I can do this all day. Can you do it when you're cut in half? The answer is no. answer is no. answer is not. Well, and I mean, that's a kind of a running uh, theme we are going to get as we run through the Illuminati here. Yeah. Uh, we also had Lashana Lynch, uh, her Captain Marvel, which was cool. She was powerful. Yeah. Cool to see her. I like her better than uh, Brie Larson. Just it, it's kind of a when you when you these all powerful characters that are like goody two shoes minus Captain America are kind of just are going to be lame. She had a little more like feistiness to it, which is good. Yeah, she has personality. Um, yeah. I also though this was my this was the kind of like the sleeper though. Anson Mount's Black Bolt came back, and Black Bolt is a dope character. Yeah, Black Bolt's awesome. And I love that they had to have Black Bolt do the whisper and kill off this, this Doctor Strange in the flashback after the Thanos thing. And the whole him blowing his own brains out was pretty dope as well. I, I got to move myself, but um, I'll be back. Go. Waleed, so overall Illuminati, did you were you more excited or more annoyed by the fact that Wanda literally cheat coded them? Yeah, I mean, I didn't see her like, you know, I didn't see that coming. Like, she was just going to like manhandle all of them at once. Um, especially since like they have the similar powers of the original Avengers and everything. And you're thinking to yourself, like, oh, yeah, they stand a chance here. And then Captain Marvel at the end, you're like, oh, yeah, she's the most powerful one. She should be able to like hold her own. And none of them. And you don't really realize how powerful Scarlet Witch was in the MCU until you see this movie and you're like, wow, she's <laughs> she's kind of a banger here. I mean, she, can hold her own against everybody all at once. It's kind of a, it's kind of crazy because Thanos manhandled everybody in the, in, you know, Infinity War and Endgame, including Scarlet Witch. And it's just like, there are levels to this and you didn't realize how high she was, um, you know, with, with, with drunk with power and bloodlust and everything. You felt that in this movie for sure. Yeah. She had just not become Scarlet Witch in the Infinity Saga, but I didn't think that she could like do what she did to Black Bolt. I thought she was just more like mental manipulation. No, she I'm can kind of hoping that change. Re- no, she can alter reality. I mean, so that's okay. the thing is like, so I, I so you listen, I, all these are valid because obviously right now she just leveled herself out of basically everything and everyone. So if, if we're up to me and I, I'm pretty sure this is probably going to be the case, I don't think we see Wanda for a while because Wanda is kind of like the, is going to start getting like this besides the fact that she's a villain right now. She's not a good guy. There's no reason she doesn't like anybody still. I mean, she knows she was going nuts, but like, she still got her things. It's almost like the thing of like Superman. People are like, well, where's Superman? Well, Superman would just take care of like a Wanda could literally just take care of all this. So like, there's gotta be some kind of thought that Wanda either like teleported off to another reality or is literally way underground for a while. And a lot of other things that would go down something like really, really bad. Like, the multiversal war starting like something of that like these incursions coming into our world to get wanda to pull herself off the bench and try to have this it's got to be a redemption arc i mean there, there's no way there's not a redemption arc at some point right and there's so many like iterations of comics where 
she does certain things. Is it the House of M? Is yeah, where she one? does the mutants. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really good comic. And if you knew about that, like as soon as like she started going angry, like I was like, oh, you you know that she, I know she's not an Omega level mutant, but like she's that good. Like she's in like the top ten of most powerful like non like I guess what do you call like like what like there's people above Thanos and like people like celestials and yeah they're like above that yeah no I mean like I said I mean she is right now the undisputed heavyweight champ of the MCU as far as power I mean outside of again maybe the like you mentioned like the celestials and stuff like that I'm pretty sure she would rock the Eternals dude. She would rock these her. None of them could do a damn thing against her. At least yeah. how they were presented in the MCU in their movie. I mean, come on now. Yeah, I believe that 100%. Um, as far as, like, as, as, like I said, I like the self-contained story. I like that it did focus on Steven. I like, like I said, that Christine Palmer got a lot of play in this movie. I think Rachel McAdams does a great job with that character. I would love to see more of her, but it doesn't seem like we will, especially with Charlize Theron's Clea being introduced, also a love interest of Doctor Strange, you know, wife, ex-wife, the yeah, daughter, I mean, a niece of Dormammu. So we saw Dormammu, and it looked like when she used that sword at the end in that post-credit scene, it looked like the dark dimension that we saw in the first Doctor Strange. So I, I also don't think we're getting Doctor Strange 3 for a while either. I could see that being four years from now, five years mm-hmm. from now. He's a busy guy and you don't want to burn him out in every project. He already did Spider. He was a big part of Spider-Man. And like I said, obviously this was a huge movie with a ton of reshoots and a lot of time committed. So I don't think they want to burn him out because again, he's like an Omega level level player. I think in this yeah. overall arc they're working on. Yeah. I just think he has so much like range of who he can, they can bring in with his character. So they want to like say, I don't think Sam Raimi will do enough. Like, you, I think you got to let somebody else. I mean, he was a villain too because Derrickson left. So yeah, it wasn't right. like he was originally supposed to even do this. So I think if anything, like he, he's always, he's been putting things out there that he would love to do something with Tobey Maguire again with Spider-Man. I don't, I mean, I would love it. I don't care how it fits in or not, but if, if Tobey Maguire were willing to do another Spider-Man movie in his universe and Raimi wants to do it, that'd be so sick. Yeah. Yeah, right. He he was good at that, but man, I love Dormammu. He he like he's really cool, and I just think that like they, they, there's so many like you guys said, there's just so many endless possibilities of what they could do with that character, which is cool. Yeah, I agree. Um, any other thoughts, guys? Anything that you guys want to put out there? I think we have a pretty um. I mean, obviously, I'm the most positive here, but I think we're overall good. There's some I think valid complaints, and you guys are kind of like I said, a microcosm of a lot of that stuff that we're hearing. And like I said, I think people's biggest gripes are things that they thought was going to be there that maybe they led themselves to believe. So I'll never halt or fault a movie for restraint. And I think they did a great job because I think this was such an easy movie that they could have just overindulged themselves with. And that would be a very like Warner Brothers DC move. I Mm-hmm. I have a feeling this Flash movie is going to be nothing but like overindulging themselves with random BS. I'm sure. If they even ever release that movie. Mm-hmm. No, I'm with you there. Filmed in prison. <sighs> okay, cool. So um, that's our thoughts there. Like I said, if you want to get a full in-depth review, check out Brian and Jake over at Pop Culture Leftovers. They did an awesome episode uh, that I just finished today. And they explain everything and anything about what you would need to know about that, the MCU and everything going forward, including like the theories, leaks, etc. But we do have some other MCU stuff. And then we will jump to some of our other weekly things that we normally cover. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's not moon night. When the world seems to want Cause you've had no screen time That's not Moon Knight Really quickly guys I know you weren't able to finish it Wally But I know Brian and I did um, Brian what were your thoughts On the finale of Moon Knight And then just I guess like your overall impressions Of 
season one or the series, whatever the hell they decide to do. Um, I thought the series was okay. Like as you watch it, and I, what was the third personality? Jake. Jake Lockley. Yeah, it was good to finally see that. But I mean, I just thought it was okay near the end. Like I, I like this character, and I just thought six episodes doesn't really do it justice. And it's like it's Egyptian mythology. It's not like the most fun thing i guess i don't know like two it was like a godzilla fight at the end yeah kaiju fight yeah the kaiju fight this is so all right so i agree like uh, my thoughts on moon Knight is good not great i think that if this was a nine episode series just if you just wanted to do the mini series i think introducing jake lockley in six would be awesome because you have seven Mm -hmm. eight nine or seven eight nine and ten to be like Oh crap, we thought this was over, but it's not. Now it's the fight amongst himself and Kanshu still involved. Um, I really want to think about the people in the MCU, and I'm not talking about the Avengers, I'm talking about regular people. They see a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. They see so much shit now. Just think about the last few movies. So, so I mean, shows like you saw the, the crocodile fighting Kanshu. You had the giant celestial sucking people up. Now you have a big celestial floating in the Indian Ocean. Uh, Thanos snapped half the people away. There's alien invasions. You found out there's tech, big technological countries like Wakanda that existed. You never. What would shock somebody in the MCU? Having to work a nine to five. <laughs> yeah. That's honestly a good How point. Do you work a job like like oh anything I can die at any moment or like you know what I mean like how do these people hold how do you get someone to be a McDonald's like check like drive through operator? <laughs> I mean you can't like brag about the benefits. They can't guarantee your safety. Right. They can't guarantee your safety. Yeah, insurance must be out the ass if you live in New York or like <laughs> you live near you live near Tony Stark Tower. <laughs> Well, also, like, even just besides the fact of not wanting to try to live it, like, I would just hate being normal. I'm like, dude, there's so many awesome, amazing things in this world, apparently. And like, I'm still just some dude and I'm not even that good at math. Like, this sucks. Like, what? I'd be so pissed if I was just if I were me, like, I, I, I'm happy with who I am. I'm good. But if I were me in like the MCU and I got nothing else, I might have a problem. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's got superpower. Yeah, it's like one of the. You remember that scene in to, in uh, the Spider Man where uh, Tobey Maguire is like trying to shoot the web and he's like trying to figure out what it is. Web on. Yeah, that's what I would be doing. I would just be constantly doing things until something came out of my hands or like my eyes or like stuff like that. Yeah, no, I agree. Actually, that's that'd be pretty funny. I mean, honestly, if there was a world like the MCU and I lived in it, honestly, I'd I'd probably do everything I could to find like, hey, there's got to be something that makes me special like these people. If it's if it's possible to have superpowers like that, like everyone's gonna try at least, you know. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I would be reckless. Like you're right. Like I'd be jumping in acid. I'd be letting <laughs> animals bite me. I would yeah. be like, you know what I mean? Like it would be like that Key and Peel skit about Kevin Garnett. Like kids, you could do anything. Get on the roof of your house and jump. You can fly. <laughs> like that would be me. I'd be like, all right, well, like I I could definitely fly if I jump like the x gene's definitely gonna like kick in like right or the super soldier if, if i i'm, I'm gonna de- get every single vac experimental vaccine one right. of them is gonna make me a super soldier Bill, they're like oh there's this there's a toxic sewage dump that leaked in the lake and you have like 500 people jumping in <laughs> oh my god 100 <laughs> yeah see like that's the thing like oh, man like i i would just i don't know what i would do I it's, almost, like, it's almost like every kid who ever it's almost like every guy who like watched dragon ball z growing up and he like tried to like turn into a super saiyan when he was like 12 years old <laughs> oh you mean like sitting on the on the blacktop and screaming being like ah like, trying no, to like, power yeah, up yeah it's like yeah then your your life just becomes one giant filler where all you do is try to like accomplish that goal and it's like it's not happening right <laughs> <laughs> I would probably be hosting this podcast complaining that I don't have superpowers except in our real life. And I'd be like, yep, again, Shield had another open sign up, but they didn't call me back again. Like I've been trying, I've been trying to like sign up for the experimental drugs. Like, come on, I'll do it. They My won't call me back. Is podcasting and editing. I'm I'm great with a click. <laughs> I'm really good at witty time references and fitting songs into things. I've created 
two bumpers for this podcast in three weeks. I mean, excuse me, that is a super bad. They're not that great. Yes, they are. <laughs> All right. So overall, again, like we're, we're we kind of digress, but Moon Knight, as far as to me, is like it, it's it's not that the quality performances. Ethan Hawke was great. Oscar Isaac was great. Like, I just wanted them to be given more. And that's all. And I know we're not going to not see Moon Knight there, but that ending felt like a season finale. But people are saying that there is no plans for a season two. Does that mean we're going to get it years from now? But I would find it very strange if the next time we just see Moon Knight, it's just like in some random team up. And it's like, well, yeah, but what happened with Jake? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then they'll cut them and be like, I, I figured out how to control him. And that's the line. <laughs> Oh, so you're going to pull like an end game with Hulk and like, oh, we're good now. I'm always angry. You know, (laughs) we just we just hashed it out in the gamma lab for a few Mm. days and we figured it out. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. So that's we're still angry. But overall, things have been like I said, I I wanted more, but we were happy with Moon Knight. Um, Do we have to do this, Bri? I was going to say, that's why I said, let's get angry real quick. Then we have to do this. Oh, let's I, wake my baby up with rage. All right. So everyone has been listening for the last, I guess it would be in what now, like five, six weeks. What was this episode? This, six? this is episode seven. So this would be this seven. seven. For the last seven weeks, Brian and I have been covering Halo. Everyone knows that Halo is Brian and I is one of our favorite franchises of all time. I know Waleed is a huge fan as well from playing the games. We were so high on Halo the last two weeks because fairly they put out bangers. Episode five was an action packed. Awesome. Just this is like playing a level of Halo. Episode six gave us a ton of war and good drama and good backstory and propelled the story forward. And our biggest, biggest, biggest plus of both those episodes was what, Brian? Quan who? Exactly. There was no Quan. And we were like, okay, this episode seven, Brian watched it before me. And he's like, just, I'm not going to say anything until you watch it. So I start <laughs> watching episode seven and they start with Quan, And I'm like, okay, that's fair. We haven't seen her in a few episodes. We're going to get some Quan. Like it is what it is. Like maybe they're going to show what is relevant about this. Maybe there's something forerunner covenant, something on this planet that's going to become relevant in this episode. But uh, eight minutes in, I'm like, hold on a second. And I took my clicker and I, Sort of wheeling over the timeline. No Master Chief. No Master Chief. No Cortana. No Covenant. No Halsey. No Halsey. <laughs> no Flood. No, no Halo. No Reach. No, not even like outer space. Just Quam. Yeah. And I, Tatooine. I, yeah, I, yeah literally tell, I was able to tell the same thing. I last night I got 10 minutes into the episode and then it hit me and I'm like, this whole episode is on Quan. I didn't have to go through the timeline clicker to see. I could just tell right away. I was like, that's what my boys didn't like about this episode. When you guys were complaining in the group chat, I was like, there's no chief in this episode. And I can already tell <laughs> it's terrible. It's just a disservice to the show because they've been doing so it's been doing so well and like it just sucks yeah. because like if, what if some people got on board like episode five when we're telling them to get on board five six and then what that just bry like do you, what is like what what is she gonna be is she gonna be a spartan or something like i don't know nah. why do they care so much i don't know man like i went on tw- i actually went on twitter just like check the hashtag and not a single person was happy about that episode i didn't see one person i scrolled for like maybe 20 20 minutes and I was I was uh, translating languages to see what other people in like <laughs> like Spanish thought. Like I was like I need to know if anyone is like willing to die on the hill. And it's a I think it's a hundred percent success that no one liked this episode. It was terrible. And they all agree with what you say, Bill. Like great story progression. Five was all, brought us back in with the action. Six was great story progression. And then they just did this, and it just it doesn't make any sense to me. And. I don't know if that's on the director or like the writer, um, but it is. I don't know what they're going to do. I, I still think that she would probably be like a politician slash like martyr. But like we've played all the Halo games. Does anyone care about normal civilians? 
No, especially because they haven't even got to Halo yet. So, you know, yeah. that's where they're going. Like, and I'm sorry, I, you're not splitting time once they, he goes to the damn ring or they do the reach invasion. You're not splitting time. I, I, I don't give a shit what was going on in the colonies because that's not important to where the story goes. The story is yeah. about the survival of the race. And this chick's still just worried about like her one planet. It's more important than this right now, dude. Yeah. And she's like, I will fight. And it's like, you're like, what? Five, nothing. <laughs> like, what are you, what are you going to do? Yeah. Blew I mean, up so the whole far, mining so thing in her town too. At the end, yeah. the whole yeah, planet's I mean, useless now. Yeah. I mean, so far it's completely, so far it's completely disinteresting, but it makes you wonder too, like, where are they going with this? Like, I am kind of curious. I'm like, is this going to be, you know, are they going to be able to salvage this storyline in an interesting way, you know, by the season finale or sometime in season two? Like, I, I hope it's not one that lasts at, at the moment because it hasn't been interesting at all. So um, by death, hopefully by death. <laughs> so, I mean, like listen, we just got episode seven. So, I mean, I've, I guess we're getting 10, I believe. Right. I think it's 10. What if the show just never ends? It's just I think like, I said it was nine episodes, season one, right? Nine oh, I did not know that. We, I was, I'm just playing the game that I'm gonna watch it, and one, one week it won't be on. No, but uh, yeah, you're right. Well, I'll eat nine, but again, like, that's even worse. Are you telling me that was worth being your third to last episode yeah. of the first season? Right. It just doesn't make. And sense. I hate the makeup on that dude's mangled arm. He's got that. He looks like the guy from Scary Movie with the dead hand. Yeah. Yeah. It's not maybe the second one. You're right. <laughs> right. I just, it's terrible. I mean, we'll, we'll see on Thursday what that, we'll get a gauge of what the show is going to be on Thursday. The preview, like the quick trailer, it's a uh, season one, episode eight. It's called Allegiance. It looks like it's going to be him dealing. And I think the, the covenant human hostage is going to be, center stage and i'm glad because i don't think they're going to slow burn that because they would be it would be an all-time dumb move if they tried to slow burn that storyline because it just wouldn't make sense that people would actually trust this chick just showed up and reacts with the the key the you know with the keystone and all that kind of stuff so i do hope that they just keep that moving so i hope so too but two more episodes so that will be on thursday so obviously next week we will cover that when we'll crazy to say we'll be getting into the the season finale we got to get on like you know get on xbox and do like a start working on doing some like a co-op here and there too i want to start running through legendary again on some of the old ones because they have master chief collection on the game pass so can definitely run through those yeah i'd be be down for that for sure cool um okay so i actually had another gaming thing i wanted to bring up to you guys really quick so and this is right up all of our alleys and all three of us could play together and that's actually why i brought it up I played the first level and a half of the new, but this is from a few years ago, Battletoads on Xbox. Okay. It is a, you know, it's a new version, not new, not a remake, but it's a sequel to the classic NES beat em up Battletoads. And that game was hard as hell. I mean, really, really tough. It's um, right in the, the range. It's actually the same. Uh, studio Wallied as Streets of Rage 4. So these guys were obviously they know what they're doing. It's yeah. like playing like a really hard side scrolling beat em up game, but then also mixed with high level humor. I mean, I actually literally laughed out loud a few times, like in the cutscenes, and it was difficult and it had this like kind of Deadpool breaking the fourth wall humor. And it was, I mean, I'm sitting here and I'm like grinning about it because I played the first, the, like I said, with my, my brother-in-law was actually here. We just played the first level together late and I just play something and he had a blast with it, but I immediately thought of you two. And I'm like, this is three players to the game, like the three players on the team. And I'm like, it is going to, it is so fun. It's difficult, but rewarding and funny. And like, again, it's, it's got that kind of old school stuff that we're big fans of. So I want, you guys and the audience to know that if you haven't checked out Battletoads, you can find it on like your P- PlayStation or like on PS Store, or I'm pretty sure it's on Game Pass. It's a blast. I had so much fun with it. Yeah, I always enjoyed that game. Like any side scroller I've said in that it, like other episodes of the show, I will play. 
Don't care what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, that's up your alley. You're a Streets of Rage guy. Well, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I used to play Streets of Rage, Final Fight, you know, all those like classic beat em ups and side scrolling games. Yeah. They were always a lot of fun. Definitely. So, yeah. Oh, good. So that's all good thing. Have you guys been gaming besides that? Any gaming recently? I know Brian yeah. hasn't. Yeah, no, I, my gaming's I, down. I, I, it's been down for me. I mean, Brian obviously has an excuse, but for <laughs> me, I just, <laughs> um, but for me, I don't know. I just haven't been able to pick up a controller in over a week. So, um definitely i want to i thought to myself today actually i was like damn i want to get back into it though um yeah so i mean i just gotta find something else to play i guess because i kind of wanted to get into some games that i haven't touched yet so the show has apparently been really good that's on game pass i'd like to even just download it just even get a few games of it in just to try it just kind of get the feel of it uh mario strikers comes out next month too so that's oh, yeah. one on my radar yeah. oh i actually bill i i have i still play my my guy i play apex legends the new season starts tomorrow so that's always a big deal with me and my friends so we're excited about that okay so you still are playing apex play. though it's all but i mean i'm not playing on the level i used to play yeah yeah, yeah. okay i was curious that's coming out that. tomorrow that's a big deal for it's like the only game i play what season is it 10 okay cool oh that's a big season yeah nice um so that's good, right? So what you're talking about is a game that is consistent with its content. It sets realistic expectations and it releases in a timely manner. Yeah, same like every night. It's like every 90 days. Um, and so that's great because that's exactly unlike our friend. <laughs> it's not coming. 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 It's not coming, man. George won't ever write that book, dude. It's not coming. It's not coming. It's not coming. Cause he's a lady and greasy douchebag. It's not coming. It's not coming. It's not coming. More prequels and random crap that nobody wants. It's not coming. It's not coming. It's not coming. Yeah. So unlike, you know, like we talked about Apex Legends and them setting realistic expectations for release dates and actually hitting them. It has now been 3,950 days since the Dance of Dragons released. And though for you who don't use the metric system, that's 10 years, nine months and 21 days. There was no update this week. If you were to search Winds of Winter this week, you would find kind of reprints of the article from last week that I brought up where he just mentioned that the book would may be a really long book when it's finished because it's not finished because it's not going to get finished because it's not coming. And the worst part is that if it ever does come out, guys, remember, there's still another one that you're never, never, never going to get. So like he's probably going to leave, leave you on a really cool, awesome cliffhanger that's way better than it was on the show. And it's just not going to come. So there you go. There is your winds of winter update. Sorry, everybody. Um, but that's what it was. Honestly, though, like in his shoes at this point, it's like, don't even bother with the seventh book. Like put everything into this one book and make it just one really long one and release it all at once. Maybe that's what he's just been planning the whole time. He doesn't want to tell anyone. But this that's is just true. no this way. Just, Stop I, giving him credit. I, 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 I doubt it, too. I, no I mean, credit I, will be given to that man on this podcast. I won't hear it. I, I won't hear it. I nope. But if he was smart, he would try because it's like you're not going to get to the you're I'll be shocked if he releases either one of these books. <laughs> if ever. No, he never will. Probably not. No way. Brian's Even, children are going to be in middle school before this. We guy have a better chance of Bill, all of us getting the Nintendo DS and playing that bachelor game. You sent a picture of the other day. Oh, yeah. That game was wild. <laughs> I was like, I, it was I cannot believe there was a literal I was at a flea market and found a Nintendo DS game of the bachelor and you literally can like partake in the game show it's yeah it was i cannot be- i cannot believe that was out there in existence when you sent that picture i was like what in the world i wonder yeah i wonder if there's like a mod online where we can play for free i mean the game was like yeah. five bucks but speaking of games i was going to bring this up to you guys as a topic anyway so it's actually a good segue um i've decided that i've kind of been looking through like my game collection and certain things i have and don't have I've committed that now my goal is now to collect every Sega Genesis game. And that is my new hobby of game collecting. And I'm going to like not sell all the other games and things I have, but like more use other vintage games and things that come across to flip 
but to feed into that collection and i'm very excited about it i have just one thing to tell you gulag gulag <laughs> there's like 700 games dude it's ridiculous Dude, I, I like you, but you're never going to be able to do that. I probably never. No, of course. I, I mean, I'm like a game. It's, you're going to see it's like 500 bucks and you're like, Ugh, not doing it's that. When Emily, even Emily steps in at some point and she's like, stop it. Enough. We have a, we have a family coming. We can't sleep stop on it. these games anymore under our mattress. We're running out of room. Well, I we have a nice, I'm in box and nice, you know, nice whole bookshelf in the studio slash office that's getting built with, Cause I'm working on that other thing now too, as far as getting, you know, hopefully the next week or two, having that be finalized. So going to need a lot more space at home. And so that'll, that would be good. But um, yeah, I mean, it's fun. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not just going to go and start gra- grabbing random games. The idea is I'm going to go collect all the ones that I really want. And then like over time, I can start like kind of like filling it out with other random ones and stuff like that. That's kind of how I've started this. Like I'm targeted. I've already got a few games coming in that like ones I want. I want to get that Gunstar Hero games that Vise was into. That's his favorite game. That was the one he was telling us about, Bry. It's kind of rare, but I want to get my hands on that. I'm looking on getting my hands on Rocket Knight Adventures. That was my favorite Sega game. Um, So things like that start that way. But like, you know, I was always excited. We we had that whole podcast episode. I was a Sega kid and it's cool and i i I want the aesthetics of it i love the boxes i love the box art you know i obviously love the systems i'm gonna mix up i have like a dreamcast i'll get some dreamcast games too and it'll be cool it'll just be like a little a little homage to my my favorite system and and game company even though it's holding on by a thread yeah and like the i know like buying stuff online is obviously something to do now but there's nothing better than going into like a store like a funko land or eb games and you like or GameStop, and you would you'd be like, oh, I'm going to check what they have today, and you, f- you finally see the game that you've been looking for. There's not, no better feeling than that. There's oh, a yeah. few local game shops like that around here that I, I still try to go and frequent. I'm actually going to go one next day or two and, and pop my head and haven't been, and I, I, I agree. So much fun. Yeah, no, it's the same out here, actually, in Colorado. I was like, you know, I didn't know that they had other, anything other than GameStop out here, and then I discovered uh, another chain store. They have three locations out here called Level 7 Games. And they got everything, all like the retro games, all the systems. Some people come in and trade them. Not only that, it's just like a way better, you know, they, they sell things at a better value than GameStop, but also like your trade-ins are worth more there as well. And I was like, oh, yes, that's all you need to tell me. I'm never going to GameStop again. But they just have such a great collection of stuff too. And, uh, you know, it, it doesn't feel nearly as like corporate like GameStop does because GameStop is just such a ripoff with so many things. So, I mean, if you want to get some some pop toys GameStop's great yeah they, they I mean they definitely have like a variety of stuff outside of gaming um that it might be of interest to some people but that just never interested me for the most part I hear you it's yeah, yeah. I do wait so you you want the pop key is it pop toys or pop keys who me yeah, you're talking about the bobblehead things? Yeah, I'm joking. I'm saying if the game yeah. sounds great, they sell a bunch of the pop toys. They, those are like the little bobblehead things. I'm like, they, yeah, you can, can find that kind of crap. my shoulder right there. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd go in there. I have pop- a, dude, I, I was a big pop guy for a while. I have a, I'll pull them out like one of these days. I mean, I literally have a whole big Tupperware bin of pop toys. Like I had a, a big, I'll find the picture. I had like a whole thing over like my headstand, like say six, seven years ago. And I mean, yeah. a lot of cool ones, like cool Marvel characters and things now half the boxes are destroyed because they're probably not worth like anything but like they're really cool i mean they're made well i mean i don't hate on people that are into them they are definitely cool it's just a, it's just a rabbit hole i wasn't willing to continue down i'm sort of more of like the game collector type so when that market's a mess right now too it's the worst time ever of all time to try to get into game collecting because it's such an inflated market because everything is inflated from pokemon cards to like you said pac-man to fucking buy nintendo systems facebook marketplace is your best friend it's my my instagram feed now is just a bunch of people opening pokemon card packs and (laughs) i'm not ashamed of it i actually i'll stop all those videos now i know it's so lame but they're great dude it just brings back memories oh my god i wish i could go and just pull old classic pokemon packs right now and rip them that was oh my god the feeling dude fun days man honestly i'd go into gamestop and buy a pack of pokemon cards before i buy a game 
<laughs> if they have like anything else like hey. i just don't really i mean i know brian's a big pokemon guy but for me like i wouldn't really know the pokemon you know what i mean it wouldn't be as a big of a yeah. pop for me as being able to open the classic or open like a fossil pack yeah i know the fossil pack jungle pack Dumb packs. rocket packs here comes team rocket yeah yeah dude they were good and mm-hmm. i enjoy seeing like people getting they like redo cards from the old days and like they have like the new symbol on the side and it's cool to know like yeah i got the original that fuck you read it <laughs> yeah so well, cool. one of these days bill i'm gonna have to like i know this is an audio medium but i'm gonna have to go grab my my actual binder and like price out what online and i can read it out loud because i know i have some some heavy hitters in my box that's awesome man it's really yeah. cool That'd be definitely an episode we'll kind of bring up something in the future of kind of like a collector's episode and we have people come on and talk about like their favorite collectibles they have and maybe we can do some kind of like audio submissions again or picture well it's got to be picture, kevin's debut like picture submissions would be cool like people sending in like picture of their favorite thing and why it's their yeah. favorite whether it's valuable or not It'd be cool like kind of way to get people involved again like we did with the uh pop culture hill you're willing to die on and i was kind of thinking about that too i kind of would like to maybe reiterate that in weekly maybe we have like one hill someone died on a week and we kind of made that kind of a recurring segment as well i think that would be fun because those takes were really cool and we had a lot of fun riffing i mean we did that for like almost three hours just riffing yeah. off of people's takes that was a good time is that, a, so. is that an audio track we can make Oh, yeah. I mean, we'll figure it out. We'll definitely. I mean, I already have to realize I have to insert the Moon Knight one when I edit this because I didn't play the it's that's not Moon Knight. <laughs> we talked about Moon Knight. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and there was a ton of Moon Knight in the episode. So it's like it's exactly what we always were kind of begging for. But then you need the to make like crocodile. a remix. Who's yep. that guy in the car? That's the Moon Knight. Yeah, well, I'm not making a second one. People <laughs> will get it. They'll deal with it. I mean, I'm just realizing it now. I'm like, I should have. That's like what I was going to talk about, how there was Moon Knight, but mm-hmm. whatever. Again, the fact was I left it more underwhelmed than excited. So I don't really have that kind of like top of mind of like, that's what I want to talk about. I'm more like, that's it. And that's what right. sucks because I, I I was I amped on it. It's just I I, I don't know if I, I'm like you're rubbing off on me and it's just like I'm focusing on the negativity or what's going on here. But who me? Yeah. <laughs> um but we're not going to stay in the negative here we do want to give you guys a one kind of more update here it's going to be our reality guys update so obviously we have our parent channel the reality guys on youtube we cover everything and anything reality tv including old and retro things but there was a big release that is culturally relevant for people that aren't even usually big um reality tv fans and that would be the circle came out with its new season the circle season four it spiced it up pun intended the spice girls are actually actively involved it's going to be a three-week drop four episodes in the first week and the spice girls were kind of the celebrity guest catfish if you're not familiar with the show it's a game show competition where people can either be themselves or catfish while locked into kind of a hotel where they're in a room by themselves and everything's like an online social media type of survivor influencer contest and in the end someone can win a bunch of money and sometimes they have celebrities involved hence the spice girls we have full review of week one uh brian and myself and kevin covered our initial reaction to the first four episodes and give our predictions but we want to give our general thoughts here i love the show and, and i'm actually a big fan of the season so far um bry how would you give your thoughts and then waleed if you've had a chance to check it out give your thoughts as well um i enjoy the show the premise of the show i think that the original seasons are always going to be better because it was new and fresh and i do appreciate that they're doing things to spice it up a little bit but i don't know i just still have a hard time relating with these people who just sit there and chat i want to know more about what's going on like they need to do like a doc of what what's what's it like when the when the chat isn't open like they call it the chat is closed you better you better uh trademark that right <laughs> no i get what you're saying because it's kind of even like how they do with big brother there is like the feeds and things like that and there's like the social media followers and the people that kind of like play by play it you get a lot more idea of the dynamic of what's going on there you don't really know how much they're getting to talk off camera as far as like, do they get to DM all day? They only get a set amount of time. They're even allowed to send messages or those the only messages ever sent, which I you know, highly doubt because they're there for so long. 
Um, but I do like that they tried to introduce some new things and some new elements into the season as far as, um, like you said, there, there's a lot of things that they showed for the preview of the second week as far as like reverse eliminations, maybe group eliminations, um, possibly bringing back an old player, which looks like it could be exciting. So things like that, I think, do fight against that tendency of any of these reality. I mean, look, survivors at 30 something seasons and Allison, it's not great right now, but I mean, again, there's just because there's been multiple seasons doesn't mean you can't iterate if the, if the formula is okay, if formula is right, the formula is right. And I think the circle circle has shown just with its viewership. It's, it's, I don't think it's going anywhere. Yeah. I think they need to do a celebrity season. Like we said, either like all celebrities or like all catfish, like something where mm-hmm. everyone has to be on notice, I think would be really cool. Wally, did you check this season out yet? No, I have not actually. I've heard good things about the show. I just never came around to checking it out. Um, the premise does sound pretty interesting. And now that you guys are into it and everything, I do want to get around to it, though, just so, you know, I can get in on the conversation and everything. But I heard good things about it. And lately, over the last like month or so, I've become more of a fan of like Netflix's reality shows and like how they film reality TV. Um, it's definitely a lot more compelling than you know, all these local channels like ABC NBC, and like NBC, all their reality TV shows um, just have lacked that luster that you're looking for. So uh, I, would, I do want to do want to check it out. Though. You should just check out season four first then and like kind of catch up to us. So it's only four episodes so far. And then you can kind of catch up on week two. It drops on Wednesday, week two, and then it will probably cover it Thursday when we cover the challenge premiere. Um, okay. I'd be really interested on your take seeing that this as your first season, because it will probably be like season one was for us, which, you know, was a great season. season one was great. Did I ever tell you my season one story? Mm, like, you may uh, have in another multiverse. So I went on my honeymoon to Aruba and Joey, Joey's family was there the same week as I was, but he decided not to come on the trip. And I remember like, would this be the time I actually embarrassed myself and like ask for an interview? Like if he was there, be like, Hey, I do the show, the reality. I interview him on a beach on my oh, over some beers at the swim up bar. Yeah. It would have definitely been annoying to me, but listen, you got for the brand. For, you do it for the brand. You do it for the listeners, for our loyal, loyal. And like I said, that's been great. I mean, reality guys have such a cool, there's such a cool, like eclectic community there. And it's like, really how, how about the courtship doing as well as it's doing? And it's not even a good show. <laughs> Temptation Island's on fire too now. People are like into Temptation Island all of a sudden this season. It was like no interest, not like just like for our videos, but I meant like even online as far as social media discourse. But all of a sudden, boom, Temptation Island is like a hot topic. I think it's because it's getting close to the final bonfire and everyone loves seeing the the breakups or non-breakups or the, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. Right, and it's just... Everything everything's better than Survivor at the moment, unfortunately. Like a show that's really good and just has been terrible the last few seasons. And like I don't want to say it, but I kind of agree with some of the people where it's like they got too political. Yeah, and we're not trying to you know, we're not yeah. saying get woke, go broke, any of that. We're not like a-holes like that, but that's like what people have kind of been pushing out there that it's becoming more about the socio-economical issues and less about being on an island trying to survive. Less of a game price. show. It's a game show for money, like Brian would right. say. It's a, it's a, it's the definition of a game show for money. And I want I want to see people doing anything it takes to, for the money, which is eat rats or like or kick rocks. Just hate people for the way they look or the way they talk because they want that mill. And I don't know. That's just what, I don't know. We'll, Listen, we'll that was that. some of the best part about survivors. People villainizing people for no reason, but they were your competition. So you had to find a reason to hate them. And that was the only way they were able to like play the game. Right. And then you had the reunion and you, everyone saw it and they can, the audience would ask you questions and they had to answer. And like, that's another big thing that these new seasons don't have is, the live audience for the reunion. And I think that's a, that's a big, that's a big lacking factor. I agree. Um, this week we'll have the premiere of the challenge all-stars season three. That's on Paramount plus. So you'll have halo and the challenge <laughs> on at the same time on the same streaming service with the Godfather. It's such a funny world we live in now, but mm-hmm. um, I have a friend of mine, uh, William, who does a little bit of Twitch streaming and things like that. He actually plays like Yu-Gi-Oh plays Yu-Gi-Oh still Bri. So he's in the cards like and the legit cards or the game. The, like the, the video game. Uh, I think both like 
okay. live and the and the game, but uh, is a big challenge fan. So I he said he would come on and do some reviews with us and stuff like that. For oh, the, cool. Uh, Does he do like live pack openings? Um, he's definitely done that. Yeah, yeah, he's done that. I'll send you his Twitch. He's done it before. Okay. Yeah, yeah, cool. definitely. And um, like I said, I think that overall, he said you'll have Survivor this week. You'll have the challenge. You'll have the courtship. You will have the circle. Um, no more, no bachelor, no bachelor retro review for a little bit, but we yeah. will probably get an amazing race. Uh, yeah, I gotta, reps. I still gotta edit that, but I'll get that out. I we'll just have that. We, we have one from last week, and we'll review. So, like you said, you'll have an amazing race retro. So we have plenty of stuff coming out, and then like I said, the summer should hit hard with the new bachelorette with two bachelorettes, and so you'll have a lot of reality guys coverage there on YouTube. But we'll obviously mention it here on the podcast when we give the reality TV update. Um, that was everything we had for this week. It was a good mix of things. Uh, positive on Dr. Strange. We'd love to hear everyone's thoughts. Um, I did have some other um, people message me, so I'm actually going to save those for next week when more people have seen Dr. Strange and we're going to get a little more discourse. So um, if you sent me your thoughts on that, don't worry about it. it. Definitely will be on the next episode, and I'll share that because we're going to have some guests as well, and I will get their thoughts, and we'll kind of mix that in in the beginning. So um, for myself, Brian and Waleed, thank you for listening and uh, have a good week. See you, everybody. Bye, everyone.